Welcome back to Questions to Ask Podcast. I am your host, Clara Jamison, and I am so excited that you're back. Today we have a special interview for you, and it's all about perseverance. It is a special story of, from a special friend of mine named Dorquis Ramos. She was diagnosed at the tender age of 30 uh, with breast cancer, and her story will definitely inspire you. Uh, she will definitely give you questions to ask, not necessarily about cancer, but more about perseverance and about moving forward as you deal with university at hand. I know that you were diagnosed with breast cancer at the tender age of 30. Um, it was December 6, 2012. I remember it so well because you were interviewed by BET and I saw that video and I literally cried. Um, not because I felt bad, but more of like, wow, you're so young and you're going through this, but your spirit was still intact. And I love that. Mm -hmm. So can you walk me through that experience? How was that when you find, found out about it? Well, I was during, like, a, I was scheduled for a routine checkup with my, with my gynecologist. And, and I had felt a lump before, but turned out that wasn't the lump. Like, he found another one and he wanted us to check up on it. So he, like, sent me for an ultrasound. And the whole time he was like, oh, it's probably nothing. You know, we just want to make sure. Hey, mm -hmm. you're young. You don't have a history of breast cancer in your family. You know, it's probably nothing. And so then the results for that came back. And he was like, well, you know, let's do a biopsy. And I was like, oh, my God, like a biopsy? That's, like, that's scary. Um, and it all happened so quickly. Like, within two weeks, if that, I had the results back from the biopsy. And, like, I just still remember getting that call. I was getting ready, like, to start my day of freelancing, probably like, working from a coffee shop or something. And, like, I'm getting dressed. Like, I'm finishing up. And I get the phone call. And all I could hear was... Was like carcinoma and it was just like like tunnel vision like I wrote down the names of the people he said to contact and I just I don't know it was just I dug myself into a hole I didn't want to deal with any of it and it was just like a shock like a shock I was not expecting that at all and it was like boom boom like it was so fast everything just happened so quickly how were you able to manage that at that time were you working at Latina time I was working with BT, BT. Uh, and I actually did like I didn't take any time off I I took off the day that I found out and then maybe I went right back to like I was working from home and I just refused to take any time off I refused to let the cancer win like mm. and like take me out I was just so against stopping my life for Wow. Now, is that something that now looking back and retrospectively, would you have done it differently or you would still do the same? I don't know because I feel like that's just my MO. That's like my defense mechanism. Are you still taking medication? Because I know that you mentioned that it would take up to five years. And I was doing some of the math and it was up to 2017. Well, because well, so the first time around, because then I got re I got a recurrence. Oh, so then wow. it kind of put the whole thing at zero. At this time, we kind of threw everything at it except for chemo. Mm -hmm. uh, my uncle type, like it, the type of cancer I have wouldn't really, like chemo wouldn't really do much of a difference. I've been on Lupron injections, with it, which is hormonal therapy. Mm -hmm. It basically puts you in menopause because my cancer feeds off of the estrogen they just shut the whole thing down oh, um, which is why i get hot flashes yeah, and it's like yeah. uncomfortable it's gotten better but it's like not fun um day um mm -hmm. to keep the cancers from like 
getting to the estrogen receptor. The first time around, I had a lumpectomy and then 21 days of radiation, like every day. Oh, and by the way, this time around, if I thought the first time was fast because it was within two weeks, this happened within days because I have been I've been going ever since 2012 to like a whole team of doctors and I would see them every like four months. So I was in just a routine checkup in 2016 and then she felt the lump and she was like, let's have you upstairs for a biopsy, like just to make sure. And then sure enough, I got the news and that was on a Thursday. Tuesday, I had my lumpectomy. Is that because it has grown to, like why? It was still a pea-sized, like the first time it was like a pea-sized lump. And this time it kind of confused all my doctors because the cancer was right on the scar. It was actually under my arm because I had lymph nodes taken out just to make sure that it, there was no potential for it spreading to the other parts of my body. And, and that's the lump that they took out and it had cancer like right on the scar. And at the lumpectomy, she took off another piece of scar tissue that was, you know, around my, on my breast. And that also had cancer. So this time it was in two spots. When the margins didn't come back clear, they said like, actually like we feel like you should consider a mastectomy mm. and that was like oh my god like just the month leading up to like it was just crying all the time it was terrible i was so freaked out i was so sad and scared and just kind of mourning a lot of grieving and mourning I was wondering why and so after i did the mastectomy then i have radiation for for five weeks every day in february it has been a road and then you know then there's the whole reconstruction surgery and it took a while for me to finally get my implants but just the placeholders were just not fun they were rock hard it was like someone took cement balls and like stuck them under my chest they were lumpy and I was like self-conscious all the time the things you have to go through there's gotta be a better way and you know what I love about this is that although you were asking why me and you're going through this hard journey twice you are still smiling and you're still going at it and you're still doing your thing right so because it goes back to my MO, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, cancer? Like, and I've also been going to therapy, thank God. Because there was a lot of processing I had to do. But the thing about me is that, like, I have to joke about it or kind of, it's my coping mechanism. It's like, if I don't give it so much importance, then maybe I can, like, go on. So I'm still working on accepting the limitations of having gone through that both mm. mentally the energy that it you know the toll it takes on my energy my mood my because I want I get frustrated when I'm like I should be able to do everything and like I'm so stressed at work and like I'm running to appointments and like trying to do it within lunch hour and if they're running late I get like frustrated cause, and my therapist is like you need to accept that this is your reality and you gotta stop wanting to pretend like it doesn't zap energy like I don't know art art saved me the first time around and it's such a beautiful way to do it because your illustrations they're so whimsical so it's kind of interesting the juxtaposition between what is your going on in your life and then how whimsical and fun and as if nothing is happening right mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of like this delusional wonderland <laughs> i think that that's one of the things that makes your art so unique how did you start porcupine hugs where did that concept come so, from that started the first part was like in 2007 2008 or so and then i wish i could like have a better story behind the name but like that boyfriend at the time like i just asked him like oh do you have any ideas you know 
for a company name and he just gave that one and I thought it was perfect and then I kind of shelved it and then in 2010 or 11 I took a class again for green card design and then in 2012 like two weeks before I was diagnosed I registered my company as an LLC I was like I am all in I am doing this you know I'm going to design holiday cards and all that the silver lining to my like the cancer story was like I created this company before I was diagnosed mm -hmm. I I didn't want anyone to say like, oh, you know, it was the cancer was a catalyst for, you know, her creativity and like her creative spark and creating, like, you know, it's like, I didn't want cancer to get any credit. I did this because I wanted to long before, like my life last before my eyes. But I did really dive into work, like art and focus so much on art during that whole recovery. Like I would just go home and just paint and paint and paint and paint. Now, one of my favorites is the fact that you have little dorky yeah. and she is basically strolling New York City mm -hmm. and doing things that perhaps you would do or I do. And I think that that is so cool. One of my favorites has been Rain, Rain, Rain that picture how did you come about that um concept i mean it's not original i've definitely seen it there are a couple other people that do this but they'll have like a little tiny version of themselves or they're like out sightseeing or in this little thing it's just like in front of different landmarks so i just i had already been illustrating me for several months and so i was like oh what would happen if she like was actually an object you know in flowers and like reading a book and i don't know it just kind of popped out what are the questions that you think people should ask themselves as they're going through everything right as they're going through whatever adverse situation that they're going through what questions should they ask to to really rekindle that passion that's a good question i'm like i wish i knew those questions <laughs> <laughs> like you should really ask like okay what am i spending my time on like is, is this really gonna matter in you know a week a year from now like am i am i doing something that's gonna last or or touch someone or something that's what i ask myself and so I, a lot of times I forget. A lot of times I get caught up in like the rat race. I'm like, I gotta do this hack. I gotta like turn that in and this deadline. And sometimes I gotta like step back and be like, I just, I just don't care. I, sometimes I just, I, I'm like, I don't care about this. Why am I spending my time doing this? Yeah, it's just trying to like refocus, like redirect your attention toward, you know, even if it's something you only do in the evenings or on the weekends, just having having that thing that makes it work. Exactly. So what's most valuable to you? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you, what would you happily spend your time on? People say, like, that thing you use to procrastinate, but that's the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. What are your next steps? I don't know. I'm still trying to trim the fat. I'm still trying to trim the fat of, like, that's not that important. That's not, like, I don't have enough time to become, like, a ballerina now. And, you know, I've got to, like, go that dream and, you know like become like a have a rock band like, but you know what little dorky she could do it yeah i know i need to like she could do the band she could be the ballet dancer she could be all the other stuff that you think that you you know you don't have time for now I, but I she could do it my paper self. yes yes <laughs> that will be awesome i know i need to like bring her back she hasn't been on an adventure in a while thank you thank you so much i really appreciate thank it you. For asking me to do this and be a part of this.